G'day guys, Peter Kafkas, and, uh, and I'm so proud to uh, bring another gentleman along for the ride. His name is John McKenzie. G'day, John McKenzie. G'day, Pete. How are you going today? Yeah, good, brother. Good. Look, you and I have caught up at your place. We've caught up at my... No, we haven't. We Not at your place yet. No. Now. This new place. This is it. Yes, here in Parap now. Yes. All right. And, you know, me and you look at things differently. I want people to get to know me, get to know you. Possibly you're going to launch your own podcast show as well. Oh, look, I think so. I'm, you know, I think, um, mm. you know, piggybacking with yourself for a bit might be good. Um, anyway, we'll see how that goes. But um, definitely up for podcasting in the future at some point. Beautiful. Let's get into this. Now, we were just having a brief discussion earlier. Now, did you need to turn your iPhone on? Or? Oh, no. Well, I've actually just turned it off so we don't get any phone calls. Okay. Um, I might start some video recording in a minute. Please, so, go ahead. And then we can actually do a bit of both. Absolutely. Now, guys, we are not perfect. Um, <laughs> yeah. Far from it. Yeah, we're going to just give this a shot. Uh, I guess my reasoning is, you know, I love Hot 100 and 104.9 and all the commercial radio stations, but... Um, you know, we want to just give you unscripted. We're not governed by anyone. We're gonna fucking swear. Um, <laughs> it's gonna be. It's gonna be raw and real, and it needs to be. Yeah, absolutely. It needs to be. Yeah. Well, as John and I were just having a conversation earlier about, you know, there needs to be more people helping people. Yeah. Look. Look. I get. You know, fucking does my head in. You know, business and and politics and. You know, we can all buy into both sides, but at the end of the day, we're all people. And we should help each other. And I don't see enough of that in the world. And I know it's there and I see some really, really good people mm. and love them to death. But I think that what I'd love to see more of in the moment is really developing communities and people that actually care yep. and pay forward. So. Awesome. Awesome. So I guess another reasoning for, for doing this stuff as well is, you know, I love hearing about um, quirky things all around Australia. But guess what? There's no characters in Darwin, so to speak. And I love the fact that Hop... Was it hot one? NT News, one of them. NT News brought out the, uh, I've got it with me, the 120 most powerful, not because it stirs people or it stirs a conversation, but it's about people in Darwin. Absolutely. Look, I haven't seen it yet. Look, okay. I've, look I don't see... I don't see TV. I don't watch TV. You know, my TV's Facebook and feeds and um, everything that's coming digitally today. I just see TV at the moment. It's just so binary. It's so old. Mm. Um, I, for me, I, 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 I don't have the time for it. I'm so busy doing. Learning and doing. Yeah. <laughs> learning and doing and taking action that TV is just a waste of time. Yeah. Um, Netflix, on the other hand, can be a bit of fun because you, we all need a bit of downtime. Sure. Uh, but that's streaming. That's not TV. Interesting about that. You said Netflix. Now... Correct me if I'm wrong, but let's just look at traditional television. We sit there, we're watching our show, a commercial comes on, what do we do? Oh, we pick up our phones, <laughs> we talk to each other, or we go to the toilet, or, or we, we get a drink. Perfect. We do not watch the ads. So why is Netflix, people, why has Netflix become so important? Or popular, I should say. It's on demand. It's we, on demand. It's on demand, we get it when we want it. Hear that? We get it when we want it. Yep. Yep. So we're willing to pay for that mm. because it's what we want when we want it. Yep. And in the modern world, that's what we all want. You know, we don't want to waste our time. Um, and there's some really cool shows all around the world. So, yeah, yeah so absolutely. So there you go. Uh, you know, that's just a little bit about what we want to get in into. Uh, the Darwin characters, business in Darwin. We'll also talk about some of the standard stuff that most people talk about. And then we'll bring, obviously, some characters to life uh, 
in Darwin. So let's let's get straight into it. Let's go back to the 120 most powerful. 120. Now, you haven't seen this list, right? I haven't seen it. Look, I've seen some of the foods come through. Mm -hmm. I caught up with uh, Corinda Gill the other day at the chamber. I haven't met her yet. Oh, beautiful lady. Um, Smart woman. Hi, Corinda. I'm going (laughs) to meet you soon. Smart woman. Smart family. 19th of the most powerful. I actually said... Oh, she was too. She's 19. Number 19. I saw Justin's um, post on Facebook. And I actually said to Corinda... Oh, there she is. Does that make you... The fourth most powerful woman in the NT. Oh, so good we word. need to count that. But so, oh, good one. So she she said uh, she wasn't aware. She didn't count them. Okay, let's so, go. Tracy Hayes. That's one. Um, Jess Malboy. Yes. Nicole Manison. Well, I would say. Oh. Justice, uh, Rachel Pepper. So she's the. Oh, Natasha Files, she's the sixth most powerful woman in the NT, wow. which is far more far more impressive than just 19. Yeah, absolutely. I'm well, not knocking 19, but, <laughs> <laughs> but not, so she's the sixth most power, powerful woman in the NT. Congratulations, Corinda. Well done, Corinda. Much, much respect. Much respect. Absolutely. All right. So who have we got? All right. So should we go from... Let's go backwards. So we want to go back. Should we go backwards? Yes. Yeah, why not? All right. All right. So Lauren Moss. Yes. And Luke Gosling. Uh, but honestly, how the fuck can the tourism minister be at number 120? That's got to be wrong. Mm. Tourism's such an important part of our, our world up here. Yeah. Look, let's not buy into what NT News wants us to buy into, in, uh, you know, uh, putting a certain number on these people. But, um, you know, like you said, she's a tourism minister. She should be way higher. Way higher. Yeah. You know, the influence on that. Jolsey's still up, still up there at 110. Adam Giles at 110. How? Yeah, again. Influence. I, I, Once just, again, yeah, I'm going down the pathway of buying into the traditional media. That, there you go. There you go. <laughs> so that's another thing. You know, we have the ability to talk to people. Uh, we've got our own phones and cameras. So, you know, that's what we're doing. We're talking to you guys. Look, it's funny because um, everyone, a lot of people aren't aware that we all have, um, you know, the big networks, TV networks in our pockets today. And we don't use it. Mm. You know, like with Facebook Live through um, through Facebook, and they're building a whole bunch of systems and processes behind there that makes us all TV presenters. Mm-hmm. Correct. And who's using it today? Very few. Well, you know, yes, you're right, but you've inspired a few people. Oh, I find that hard to believe. Ah, I see. So we are going to get into uh, John, but before we do that, let's continue on with this list. Well, who we now, got? you know, uh, Lauren Moss, Luke Gosling, again, politicians, uh, Justin Coleman, so business family. And I think they've had a baby as well most recently. Oh, I don't know. I haven't spoken to Justin of late. I do know that they're um, they're looking forward to opening up at um, at Gateway. Okay. Yep. yep. So there's a new pub opening up there. Well, if we are correct, congratulations. Yep. Um, and uh, then we've got a you know property developer, uh, Ken Davies. Do you know who this gentleman? Nope. CEO of Children and Families. Important. Possibly the toughest gig in the public service, which is why the Gunner government took. Him from education into here. His job became even busier following the recommendations of the Royal Commission. Okay. Who's the standouts on this page? Okay, let's look at the standouts. Yeah, that's a good Who one. We got? Oh, Quentin Killian. Absolutely. How can he not be the standout? Well, he'd have to be. <laughs> right. Who we got? Hey, sorry, not to go off left field on you. Let's, you know how you and I love innovation. You know, we're going to talk about your stuff. Thinking different. Yeah, thinking, thinking different, different, yeah. Let's go, let's digest this whole thing in, right now and let's, can you show me from number one who 
the innovators are. Like, not the old Darwin money oh, that people have worked hard and made Darwin what it is today, but who's sort of in a position where they can take Darwin forward. That is interesting. You want to do that? Let's go. That is interesting. I'll show you what I mean. Let's start with, uh, sorry, the number one, the chief of staff, Alf Leonardi. Thank you. Who's that? So Alf, he's, um, well, chief of staff, um, Gunner's right-hand man. So a lot say that he's the decision maker um, Mm. for for many reasons. Obviously, number one, there's been a lot of media go both ways with that. Um, Passion about innovation, but I struggle with government innovation. You know, look, mm. I spent a couple of years in government and I got to observe... So what did you do in government? Uh, so I spent two years as a, a business advisor for the Entrepreneurs Program. Oh, wow. Uh, for Oz Industry, so Department of Oz Industry. Yeah. So the challenge I've got with government is where do we get innovation and government in the one line? It's not in the DNA of government. Mm. And we keep hiring the wrong people to innovate in right. government. Right, And it just doesn't work. Yes, yes. Now, okay. I'd love to see it, but I don't. Mm. So I think that Northern Territory has been built on innovation. Okay. You know, I, we have a look at where the NT is now compared to like 100 years ago. Mm. There's been so many innovators over the course of time. Even many of these people in their day have been yeah. strong innovators. Yes. But they've actually they've gotten um, very much um, within their um, comfort zone. Right. And now what they need to do is shake it up a bit and find out where, where the new money is going to be created again in the new world. Yeah. And that's innovation. Okay. Well, if I just digress back to the 120, uh, Alf, Natasha, Michael Garner, John Halikos... Wonderful people there, but there's no innovators there. Not really. No. Okay. Not really. Uh, Ian Q, uh, NT Airports, Justice, uh, Gina Reinhardt, um, Mick Burns. Now, now can, can, a little bit biased here, but a bit of an innovator right there. Well, he definitely has been over the course of time, hasn't he? Yeah, definitely. No. We, we, yeah, definitely. But, he, but is he now still innovating or is he... And I don't know. I'd love to have that conversation with Mick. Maybe one day we can get him on and ask You know him. what? Mick, we're going to get you on. Mick, we please. Ask him. Just give us... You know what? I think if we ask nicely, 30 minutes of your time, I think he'll give it to us. Well, you know, he's done wonderful things. Mm. and But where where do people sit on the innovation spectrum now? Yeah, yeah. Well, well... Um, there was an article that was brought out by the NT News. Um, I have to show you this article. Sorry, guys. I'm just going to... And It's like this, they're going to save the territory. Save oh, the, their territory. Yes. Uh, the 14 most... No, it wasn't most powerful. 14 um, major... Fab 14 to uh, save fab. the territory. Now, I'll just read the article. 14 of Darwin and the territory's most powerful businesses have banded together to help the Gunner government shake off its trainer wheels and save the territory economy. Now, we'll just say that this article was brought out in August 24th, 2017. Let's look at some of these names. Now, this is the this is probably the way to go. So mm. if we're having a look at them, mm. Ian Q, Natasha Jensen, uh, Daniel Bowden, Marty Ashkind, I don't know. Um, yeah. So you say the names and I'll say where they're from. So you go, you say, start with that one. Uh, so Ian Q. From NT Airport. Natasha Jensen. From Genesee and Wyoming. In Wyoming, thank you. Uh, Daniel Bowden. From Air North. Marty Ashkin. From GPT Casuarina Square. James Paspaley. Paspaley Group. Michael Hughes. From the Landbridge Group, is that right? Yes. Yep. Shane Dinigan. Yeah, Halikos Group. 
Steve Margetic and Michael Sitzler. Sitzler and Margetic Group, obviously. Janet Hamilton. Uh, Darwin Convention Centre. Mick Burns. Mick Burns Group of Companies. Foxy Robinson. Uh, Trampang Services. Uh, da- right. <laughs> uh, David Christian. Sky City. Uh, Michael Hannon Sr. and Michael Hannon Jr. Yes, the Hannon Group. Uh, Michael Bridge. G. Oh, sorry, CGH Group. Uh, Brett Dixon. Dixon Group. Uh, the, and there we go. The major business group chair is Mr. Ian Q. All right, so where, where, what's happened with this? Let's get some feedback on this. What's, what's going on? So obviously there's a bit of dis, um, discourse or dis, um some challenges that the major businesses in the Territory feel um, that we're not actually trending where we need to be. Mm. Otherwise, they wouldn't have actually formed a group. Although it's a very good idea. I agree. In good times or bad times, it's a fantastic idea. So, so you know, that will... F- so what's happened? Nothing really, hey? Well, I... Well, you know, if, uh, please, if, if I'm wrong, let's... let's Let's get the message out there to Territorians. I, so I don't watch the um, the news, and I certainly don't buy the paper often. The odd time I do pick up the paper. Um, and I haven't seen anything come through my feed, so mm. what's happening behind the scenes? All right. Well, well, you know, um, this was the last event. Mr Q said the Darwin Major Business Group had an important role in helping the government shape good business policy. It's pleasing that our voice has been listened to by the Chief Minister's advisers. We are getting a good hearing, he said. It's no secret business is patchy and the contraction of the economy is impacting business forward planning. There is not nearly enough government work going around to help everyone. So what they're sort of saying here, correct me if I'm wrong, um, is they're sort of saying everyone needs to innovate and stop blaming government, which I'm sort of happy to do. I'd take it a bit different, just a little bit different. Okay, and you're um, more experienced. Oh, well, no, you know, it's always good to get two, two different views. Sure. The way I see that, I read that is at the moment, is um, there's not enough government work um, going around. Um, probably not in the last 12 months, but I think the government's got a pretty big budget going forward. But they've got a billion dollar, you know, um, campaign of, you know, amongst numerous different budget, you know, budgetary no. spending going forward. No, I didn't know that. I thought they had no money left. Well, they're actually going into debt. Um, right. You know, so we're actually uh, got a problem there, but I won't get into that. But sure. so what these guys are saying is, you know, we need to we need to be listened to. But is listen to action, and that's a problem I've got with government. It takes mm. too long. You know, if we go back 30, 40 years ago, everything used to take time. But we're in the modern world. That's now. right. You know, we buy. You know, in a click of two buttons, if not one button, you know, we make decisions fast. And now Bitcoin, bitches. <laughs> Bitcoin. Are you on Bitcoin at the moment? No. Oh, I've got some Bitcoin strategies I'll bring down later. Oh. So another thing, we see we could be different. We could be, talk, different. We could be talking all night. Different, so that's different. why we want you know John and I have a lot to say. <laughs> so we'll unpack know, it. We'll unpack it in different. Stay segments. with us. This is early days. Um, yeah. Sorry. So, but where we are at the moment, it's still taking too much time to make the right decisions. You know, we we know that our economy is contracting. We know that businesses are suffering. Mm. Uh, but where are we actually helping businesses um, really change that, you know, change the corner there? Yeah. Turn the corner. It's, it's really hard work. And look, if it was easy, then every government would have done it in the last, you know, 20 years. Yeah. Um, you know, not only at territory level, but also at federal level. So I don't think it's easy. But just because it's not mm. easy doesn't mean we shouldn't have a crack at it. My word. And that's... Look, Fuck, I love hard work. Yeah. Um, it's in my bones. It's in my DNA. And can, 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 Please, please, let's get into you a little bit. Can Just go back to the days. I know the story, but for our listeners, um, 
marathons. Talk to me about those days and the commitment that it takes, you know. So um, when I was about 25, um, I was a little bit overweight, probably about the same size where I am now. Okay. Um, so I had to work out, oh, I've got to do something with my life, had to lose a little bit of weight. So I actually went out there and um, thought, bugger it, I'm going to start running. So yep. I don't really do things in halves. <laughs> it's not in my nature. So within, um, oh, I guess, 12 months when I started running, I actually um, started running marathons. So I ran my first marathon after my first 12 months. Um, and I did that in a two-hour, 51-minute um, marathon. So is that good, sorry? Yeah, so it's, anything sub three hours is quite fast. Gotcha. Very, very good. So I did it at the host city, the host city marathon for Sydney um, Olympics. Okay. So it was a trial run. Wow. So I ran the Olympic marathon. I finished 121st on my first marathon mm-hmm. with 5,000 starters. Oh, wow. So I, 12 months before, I dropped 30 kilo. Okay. So I couldn't run a day. Oh, sorry, I couldn't run 100 metres when I started. Um, and then I finished running uh, quite fast. So you clicked. Yeah, so for me, um, it was all about a process. So right. I ended up, um, during that time and not long after that time, I was actually running, um, at that time of my running career, mm. um, I was running 230 kilometres every single week uh, for about 12 months straight. So it's, it's about the dedication, right. the commitment to do things that other people just will not do. And how many of those did you end up doing? Oh, look, I've never really counted all the marathons I ran, Mm. mostly because in training, quite often I was running at least 42 kilometres a day. So I was running a marathon every day in training. Um, And I I remember in many of my training days, I'd actually tally my morning session, my afternoon session, and it'd be like a two-hour 45 marathon in training, often. So, look, I think I ran, um, well, you run 230K a week, 200K a week, you know, you're nearly running 40K a day, 35 wow. to 40K every day of the week. So, um, so I won, I don't know, I guess about a dozen marathons. Yes, so you won a dozen marathons, yep. Yep. Um, I finished fourth at Melbourne, top 10 in Canberra, I guess, three to four, five times. Yeah. Um, so you've competed on what you would call like a pretty national thing. Yeah, look, I think for a number of years I ranked in the top 100, might have been the top 30. Um, I don't yeah. know, it sort of blurs across different um, years and different sports. But yeah. in the top 100 or top 30 for probably 10 years at that time. Perfect. Well, what I'll do is just give me a snapshot here. We'll you know get a little picture on you. So after that, when did you move to Darwin? So I sort of came to the end of my running career and I chose to focus a bit more on business because I think business and, and sports or high performance, mm. you know, they go hand in hand. Sure. And they do with my mindset anyway. Um, and so I actually, uh, I was working in another business. It was a accommodation business down south um, in caravan parks and we had eight different businesses and I was a part owner in that. Um, so during that time, I was still marathon running, yeah. but I actually grew that business 300% um, in three years. So this is a caravan? Caravan parks. Right. So we, we started off with a couple. We ended up with about five or six, I think, in three years. Um, started building mini mini theme parks inside them. What? Started to clock. Oh, sorry. That's my hour memo for our laptop. So you're going to hear her from time to time, guys. So it's eight o'clock. It's eight so o'clock. I started building mini theme parks inside a caravan park. Because what I figured was, I, I read a book. When I was running, I and 
over the course of like 15, 15 years or so, mm. iPods started coming out. And when iPods come out, you could get these things called audio books on them. And I was also always running so many more kilometres than all my mates. Yeah. So what I'd do is I'd actually get a pod, I'd get a, my iPod and I'd load up with all these business books. Yeah, right. Yeah, right so right. I spent thousands and thousands of dollars on business books. Right. And then what I'd do is I'd run five to ten k before I'd meet someone, run twenty k, then run five to ten k home, and that would be my complete session for that session. And in that first five or ten k, and the second five or ten k by myself, I'd listen to audio books. Right. So. So you would educate yourself whilst training. Absolutely. Then you would do the caravan park stuff. So then you would create... Implementation. So I was implementing. Yeah, you just kept creating things around it. So there was a book... A theme park. Absolutely. There was this book called The Blue Ocean Strategy. Sorry, you just don't come up with an idea to go, this is a caravan park, this is a caravan park and I'm going to do a theme park around it. That is fucking genius. Well, it... It drove profit by fucking 300%. Okay, let me ask a quick question. What, what, why are we doing this in Darwin? I don't know. We will talk, ladies and gentlemen. All right, go on. Mate, so, back to the caravan part. Yep. So, so what I did was, I, I read a book called The Blue Ocean Strategy, or listened to it, another book called The Purple Cow. And I've given you The Purple yes, Cow. The Purple Cow is with us, ladies and gentlemen. He's brought it. <laughs> he's brought it with him. So I've, I've given that to Peter because going you. back a couple of months ago, we're at my place That's and right. we're having a chat, one of these chats, and um, Peter saw a book on my shelf and it was a purple book. And of course, everyone knows iProperty and um, iProperty is you know, purple That's and right. it just resonated with Peter and he took a photo and put it on Facebook. That's and, right. um, so we, we threw it out there. Thank so you. I thought that coming over today that I actually buy the book and actually give it to you for Christmas. So, oh, thank you. So Merry Christmas. Thank you. Um, now, the purple cow is always about being, it's about being remarkable. Right. So the more remarkable you are, the more people notice. Um, and the blue ocean strategy yep. is all about not fighting in contested waters, i.e., bloody red waters of the ocean, to move away from your competition. So I started. I started to blend the two concepts together. Right. So I wanted something that was remarkable and something that would actually move away from my competition, and that was mini theme parks inside caravan parks. So where did, what did that grow to? So it, it went gangbusters. Right. And then, Funny, that. And then a few things happened with the, um, with the owners that I was with. Sure. Um, and I won't get into on here. No, but, that's um, right. Yeah. You know, sometimes people change over time. So um, unfortunate. But, you know, I learned so much in the implementation. You know, you grow, you know, a few businesses, 300%. And I'm talking profit, people. You know, profit is where, where the money is. Yeah, okay. Um, sales are great, but profit, you know, that's, what, that's the lifeblood. Sure, sure. And it's all about the reinvestment cycle as well because we'd employ more people, you know, we'd give greater experience to guests and it was just fantastic and you said and you, I'll just touch on something you said 300% so you guys you will notice that John is a numbers guy so he knows his numbers as well so unlike me but anyway yeah, go on. so I spent 18 years in banking finance so my background is about seeing businesses um, through so commercial lending so seeing businesses go through the whole cycle you know from from the smaller businesses to, mm -hmm. to mid uh, the large, largest businesses I lent was probably um, assets worth about a hundred million so mm -hmm. the full spectrum um, and I've seen so many businesses go through tough tough yeah. times yeah, yeah and for me I fundamentally hate that I've seen you know some very very tragic things oh, and God. I don't I don't like that I want to help businesses succeed and be the best they can be because at the end of the day, we've got communities, we've got families, mm. and we've got children. Okay, so um, sorry, go from from you know the caravan, the outdoor theme park idea, 
and then moving to becoming a government advisor as well. Okay, so funny story. So um, we left the caravan park and then I spent two years as a, um, uh, a team leader um, and implementing thing, uh, lean projects. And you had your beautiful wife then, Tina? Yeah, so, so Tina and I, we met in, um, uh, so we met in TAFE. Uh, when we're 17 and a half. So we've been okay. together our whole lives. Sure. Um, she's supported me with, you know, everything I've done, yep. the crazy things. Because I actually went bike riding, cycling, um, for four years in my 15 to 20 year running career. Yeah. Um, and I, um, you know, within that particular space, I raced off scratch at state level in Victoria as well. <laughs> Won a number of Victorian country titles for right. on bikes. You know, I think I've got, I don't know, five or seven uh, Victorian country marathon titles as well. <laughs> Well you know, so I've got a bunch well of titles. I don't know. They sort of just meld in together. So we, uh, <laughs> so we actually, um, I spent two years in Lean and Agile, um, and that's implementing things like um, Lean Six Sigma and process and how you can reduce waste and maximise efficiency and productivity. Yep. So um, yep. there was a, lot, a number of stories in there. And then I said to Tina, we've got to do something different. We'd lived in our hometown, or I really hadn't moved more than 30 or 40 kilometres away from where I grew up. Yeah. And I said to teens, we've got to go somewhere else. Where are we going to go? So I actually looked at hundreds of businesses to buy and businesses to, to have a look at. All around Australia? All around Australia. Okay. Um, and we ended up buying a business in, in um, Palmerston. Yeah. Um, and part of the, the lure was, you know, Darwin, obviously going through some pretty big uh, times, boom times. Sorry, what year was this when you bought in Palmerston? Uh, 2015. Around 2015. Perfect. Yep. yep. So 2015. So we bought um, we bought the business, and I bought the business because I wanted to come up and do more business-like things. Mm-hmm. So I didn't want to be the, um, the operating owner of the business. I figured... Tina would do that, and I'd you know coach and mentor and strategic plan and do all the cash flows and you know all the things that I do really really well. Business, um, yep. And then I th- I went okay now what am I going to do? So in the first instance I wanted to really understand the lie of the land in in the territory, and the best way of doing that was actually doing business advice, which I've done in the past. Sure, okay. So as a business advisor, there was a job that came up. I put my hand up and end up getting the gig. Wonderful, and that's how that's that. You know, good to learn about government and advising. Yep, so I spent two years in government, yep. um, federal government, um, going through businesses, turning over up to $100 million, yep. um, and then helping them. And I, I used to always say to people, you know, I've got 20000 I can give away, I'm going to give you free business advice, I'm gonna, my job is to help you make money, employ more people, and pay more taxes. Okay, Now, if Love you're it. smart, you can avoid the taxes, mm-hmm. but at the end of the day, if we can actually help you make more money mm-hmm. and employ more people, we create prosperous economies. Absolutely. Okay. Wow. Wow. Okay, let's unpack this. <laughs> I've, I've recently got to know you, yeah. and uh, you're involved with quite some innovative stuff, and I've got to see some of it. Um, do you want to talk about that? Oh, look, we can do. Like, um, so innovation, for me, is just the, at the core of business. It's the core of growth and prosperity, mm. because when we start getting that right, we create something from nothing. What about the fact that people in Darwin is you know, known not to like change? How do we change that mentality up here? We don't have a fucking choice. Mm. The world's changing. We're changing every single day. Mm. Look, if we all go back, I don't know, 10 years ago, 15 years ago, 20 years ago, Facebook wasn't there. 20, 25 years ago, we didn't have the internet. I, I use this so, still all the time. Look, so... We don't have a choice, and we all know it's hard. Um, our kids mm. are going to 
they're going to go through things that we can't imagine. Yeah. So our education, uh, we'll, we'll touch on education a different time, but our sure. education system fundamentally flawed. Yeah, we'll talk about that another time. A different time. That's a, complete, that's a big one. Yeah. But so it's hard. We we all have to change. You know, the businesses have to change. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the the big thing that's holding us back at the moment is government. They don't change. And that's a problem. Yeah. It doesn't matter who we've got in power. Yeah, yeah, we're, yeah. we're talking about bureaucracy. We're talking about departments. We're talking about entrenched yeah. thinking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're so slow to change. And doing things the fucking same old fucking way has been done. Yeah, look, so, but our competitors are doing it different. So our competitors, when we talk um, territories or states or countries, they're all powering forward and they're making these changes. And mm-hmm. some are doing it better than others. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. But what we've got to do is we've got to compete on a global stage now. Mm. That's the frightening thing. Yeah, that's something you've always talked to me about because I always think so much about Darwin. You always say to me, think... Think global. Yeah. Think local, go Glo- global. Yeah, think local, go global. Okay. Yeah. You know, when we, when we have a look at podcasts, when we have a look at... Um, you know, Facebook or YouTubing. Um, when we have Don't a get look me started at, on that. <laughs> when we have a look at... Actually, well, let's get started on that. Go on. You know, platforms at the moment, we should be building it to go global because we can actually be the centre of that masterpiece from Darwin. We can actually pour cash back into Darwin mm. rather than being attacked from south or from the north. All, all these tech companies taking all our money. We're subscribing to all this stuff... That's so innovative, and all our money's going out. It's to going these somewhere tech, else. Yeah, it's going out to these tech we need companies. To, we need to reverse engineer that and bring it back to oh, Darwin. Love it. Actually, being the way we we want us to win. We want our we want our people to win. Yep. We want other companies to win. We should be helping each other. We should yep. be engaging. Yep. So, um, I I spoke to a bunch of different people about that, and you know, got a lot of um, um, you know, challenges. You know, naysayers, the haters. Mm. Well, probably not so much haters, but you, you get the gist. So yeah, absolutely. In the last. 18 months, I've actually built four tech companies. Okay. So, yes, let's get into that. You've built four tech companies, and I know how hard you've worked, right? I've got to know you. Let's get it out there. Stop keeping it a secret. So I've built four tech companies. At the moment... So right now, you're building four tech companies. So let's let's unpack that a little bit. Sorry to keep cutting you off. So realistically, Mm. sometimes you've got to do something to learn. When I was in running, right... A couple of different things I learned, and cycling. In cycling, I actually learned, um, I was very, very fit from running. And then I, Sorry, I was, just bumped the mic, sorry. I was actually trying to work out, when I transitioned to cycling, how do I actually learn faster? How do I to make the break, you know, mm-hmm. within the peloton when it splits apart? You know, and, and then how do, I, how, how, do, how do I get the smarts around that? And the philosophy that I actually applied at that point was one, was a cycling philosophy called the shadow rider principle. And what that means is finding someone that does it, you know, you know, fucking awesome, and copy them. So not yep, not yep. copying, you know, copying how they do it. What they, you don't. I'm not talking about, you know, copying the awesomeness part. Correct, and yeah. you copy them, you follow them, you know, you shadow them. So I've I've done that the last 15 years of my life. I did it in cycling, did it in running. Awesome outcomes because I actually got around the people that had, yes. you know, the the um the talent or the the process on how to train, or the word. thinking, the my mentality, word. the psychology yes. of running. Yes. Right. Other things I can get into there, but then I started applying that um, in the mini theme parks because I started looking at outside of the industry, yeah. and then started working out how do we create this unfair competitive advantage. Right, um, because for me that's what life is. Because we wow. don't want to compete, yeah. we want to win. And I don't mean winning to be 
nasty to someone else, it's because it's we only have one life. Oh, my word. You know, I want everyone to win, and everyone can win, but they've got to think different. Yes. So, so we did that, right? And then I thought, okay, I have to now implement that. So I started to solve some problems of my own business, which is a hotel, um, and yep. then try to unpack that. And I built a business called Tasty Menus. It was a food and beverage app. Spent, you know... A lot of money, you know, developing that process. Sure. But the learning, the process was just, if not more important right. than what we did. Right. You know, I, I said to my wife, um, you know, tasty menus, I failed there. You know. Can I just say, can I, were you playing with augmented reality with this app? Not with that. Okay. Later on. Okay. So later on. Right. So. About 12 months ago, um, we went uh, back to some family in Victoria and, um, you know, I had, um, you know, a little bit of time off and I figured that, I, you know, I, I, I get bored because I love working. I'm, you know, for me, if I'm not working flat out, if I'm not training flat out, if I'm mm. not, if I don't have a goal, you know, I, you know, I really get bored. Yep. So I've got to be active and go make magic happen. You're right. So I said, oh, you know, the accommodation sector have been getting ripped off from all the online travel agents for the last 15 years. Okay. More so in the last few where yep. their commissionable rates have gone to these very, very high levels. So then what I did is I, I built a, um, an app called Room Gopher. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. what that was to actually attack um, the major global players. Now, I haven't, I've, I've only sort of half launched it at the moment. I'll explain why in a moment. For me, I'm passionate about that brand and still take the market, but... When you've got fast-moving businesses, you've got to work out where you're going to spend your energy. Yeah, okay. Where you spend your energy. So at the moment, I've got that one on ice. It's fully built, ready to go mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. on ice at the moment. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, we built out another app called Explorer 360 for tourism. Okay. Now, it's a little bit like concierge for hotels. Yeah. But with some augmented reality built in. Okay. So we can actually implement digital augmented trails that can showcase, you know, the magic of a location. So let's think of sure. let's think of Darwin. Okay. Right. Imagine walking around Darwin and triggering an augmented experience where you could see um, some of the wonderful festivals that we have. You know, some of the wonderful storms that happen in different locations. Yes. Some some all these wonderful things. That so we they have. actually when we say for for our audience when we say augmented reality, we and, and you talk about that. That's where we could see one of the festivals come up on the screen. Yeah, so you, you look through your phone, yep. and as you're looking through your phone, it's a bit like Pokemon Go. You're looking into the real world, and then you can see this other element overlaid and happening in front of you. Yes, so there's that, but then there's a, a variation of that of 360 degree videos. So what we've actually done is we've teased out an app that's going to do a lot of that. We're actually looking at implementing that um, into uh, Darwin and the NT. Uh, we actually got a government grant. You've got to be smart people, other people's money, and get support where you can. Definitely. Uh, we're very lucky through the busy grant process with the Northern Territory Government. So Beautiful. thank you guys. Beautiful. Um, and, you know, in coming um, probably six months, we'll actually look at the first yep. process there. So those three things all happened. Yep. But at the same time, what I didn't realise is that I was actually solving these other problems. When I was in government, I, s- I soon realised that there's only two things that happen in a matter in business. Yeah. The first thing is you've got to make a profit. Yeah. Because if you're not making a profit, you go out of business. The second thing is you've got to yep. solve a problem. Right. You've got to solve someone's problem. And if you're not doing both of those things, you're actually going out of business. 
when I did a lot of business right. advice for a lot of companies, I actually saw so many margins being eroded, so profit being being reduced. Yeah. And I noticed that it, and over twenty five years, even as a bus, uh, as a, a commercial bank manager. Yes. Look, I've got the full spectrum having a look at that. And even that's pre-internet. Yeah, yeah. Right? Yeah, yeah. So pre-Wi-Fi and certainly pre-internet. That's crazy. So I can actually think on where these businesses were going well and now why are they starting to suffer? Right, 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 right. So yep. what I did is I actually start, I started, I did a lot of thinking, a lot of planning, a lot of, you know, talking to so many people in discovery phase. And what I worked out is... So many businesses at the moment, they don't understand the digital world. Right. They don't understand digital presence. Right. And they don't understand how their competitors are taking money away from them. Competitors in today's world does not have to be a local business. Mm, that's right. It's someone taking our money from wherever they're located. And that is the problem that we have in the NT at the moment. We... we we haven't got our digital presence right. We don't have our digital um, processes right for for businesses. Yes. You've only got to look at how many business pages and go, fuck, that's shocking. It, it, for me, it's a, it's a gold mine. I want to help so many businesses oh. reverse engineer their pathway, have a look at the, the sales psychology, um, online automated sales and tripwires and funnels and help them convert more customers. So what I actually did was I actually worked out where the problem was. Then I in Canberra, I had an epiphany in Canberra this year. So I went down to a business advisor um, yep. conference, so about 200 business advisors, um, and I was sitting there and we had a number of speakers come through and a lot of it I'm, I'm actually calculating the waste in the room, oh, had, a, wow. had a bad speaker, and then I'm thinking, here's 20 minutes, I'm calculating how much, how many thousands of dollars we've wasted for a bad speaker, <laughs> because you get that. My word. Um, sorry, guys, I'm, unfortunately, I, 25 yeah. years in banking, uh, I start with numbers, and I believe that our economies, or so our, our communities are driven by business, mm-hmm. because business helps spread prosperity. Mm, correct, it correct. helps it helps people get employed, have great lives. So for me, I'm nearly business first, but not at the expense of community. Yeah, absolutely. So, yep. so for me, it's how I'm wired. So when I was down there, yes. looking around the room, I'm thinking, these guys haven't actually realised what the fundamental breakdown in business is today. Then we had these breakout sessions. And we had a breakout session with this um, digital um, guy talking about automated sales funnels. Mm-hmm. And then um, it was a wonderful experience. And there's about 80 of us in the room for this one. And um, we were in this horseshoe inside the room, uh, sitting around this horseshoe. He's presenting. He said, hey, can everyone stand up? So everyone did. Yeah. Um, can the, all the people that um, think they've got a weak digital understanding sit on my left? All the people that's got a, a moderate uh, digital understanding sit on um, in front of me. And all the people that's got a strong digital understanding to my right. Now, people, this is business advisors for the federal government. You know, so this is the advice that we're actually giving yeah. to businesses to power up and succeed. 90% of that room sat on the left. No one knew anything. 90% said they've got a weak understanding digitally. Sorry, weak, yes. Yep. Yeah. Um, the rest sat in front, and only myself and one other person sat saying we have a strong understanding of digital. Now, that is a fundamental breakdown on why businesses are failing today. Gotcha. So that, wow. that was an epiphany there that mm. even my peer group had no fucking idea Fuck. what they don't know. 
They're very smart people. Yeah, yeah, but they just don't I'm, know what they don't often know. Often, I'm the dumbest in the room, right, with these people, but they don't understand digital. So I'll take that. So We're the dumbest in the room. I love being the dumb. I love being the dumbest. I'm the dumbest in the room. room. Yep. So I love okay. being. So for me, that's when my new business, Staff Leverage, really took over. And Staff Leverage is about helping business businesses mm-hmm. do uncommon things yep. uncommonly well. Love it. So guys, have you seen the Staff Leverage logo anywhere? It is orange and blue. If you haven't, just keep an eye out. Keep an eye out. Mm. So in the last um, in the last four months, yeah. we've actually grown by two hundred over two hundred and ten percent month on month. Month on month. Month on month. So just on that, see, and there's another reason why I had John here as one of our very first guests is because you would have heard him earlier say he's willing to take on the players in the world. He's not just looking at Darwin; he's looking at taking on the world. Please just continue on. <laughs> so. And I, what I see at the moment is many businesses, they've, they've gotten into the comfort zone at the moment. Right. Right. And what we've got to do is we've got to shake that down. You've gotten you know, romantic. Yeah, we've, we've really got to shake it down, people. Um, and I think that our old money in Darwin, mm. you know, we've got, to, we've got to show our old money the new way of making money. So if we can get our old money to make more money, they now invest mm-hmm. in people that go and do amazing things from Darwin. And when that happens, we create new industries, new income, new prosperity that's outside of our core industries. Could complement them, could support them, mm. but it brings money into Darwin from the global footprint. Yes. And for me, yes. that is what success looks like. Yes. For Darwin, yep. our, our, our communities, our business people, yes. and even our old money. And yes. if we're not doing that, we're waiting for someone to take it away from us. That's right. I absolutely love your thinking. I absolutely love so it. So staff leverage yes. was me to leverage skills that I don't have, that we don't have in the territory, at a price point that it makes it highly affordable so I can power up businesses to do exactly that. And what do you say to the naysayers? And trust me, me and you have had them our whole career. Um, well, yeah, that's an online person. What, that's not fair for the local person missing out on a job. So what happens is the business can't afford the local person normally anyway, so they're not losing a job. But when the business starts to grow, mm-hmm. they're now employing more locals. So the And all the profit comes back and gets reinvested back into our local economy. Mm-hmm. So the answer is, I'm sorry, my dear friend, you're wrong. <laughs> and when I grow a business to be very, very large out of the territory <coughs> for me. the territory... And the prosperity comes back to the territory, you will now and the businesses that's under that umbrella, which are already, you know, growing quite fast in that umbrella, um, that they start to win. Eighteen months ago So you as, want, you ultimately want Darwin to win. That's what I that that's what keeps me going, that's what keeps me up at night, that's what keeps me driving to bring more talent into my fold, to give back this unbelievable talent yep. to Darwin businesses that they would never ever be able to afford yeah. to power up their business. Because when then they do that, what happens is, though, look, I've had two of my customers through um, my business um, entrepreneurs work. Yeah. Um, one of them won the NT Business Awards. Yeah. Yep. Um, in the last twelve months, um, and it's high QA. So Luke. Um, Luke gave me permission um, some time ago to talk to him about it. For the last two years, they have an annual conference, um, and I've spoken at their, their last annual two years annual conference about innovation, people engagement, and thinking different. Yep, yep. 
Yeah, that business has just won the NT Business Awards. Um, I could tell you what they some of the things what they did. They're wonderful people doing amazing things as well, by the way. Yeah, well, but, we need to get them in here. Yeah, we should. But see, and that's what happens when you start to think different. They applied innovation. Mm. You know, mm. what did they do? Double their business in that time? I don't wow. know. Wow. So, and th- that's in tough times. Yes. Another one, right? Which I won't, I won't give the name away. But this other business, I chatted to him um, about three weeks ago. I said, "Hey, how are you going?" Terrific. Um, he said, John, I want to talk to you about some placements, you know, with staff leverage to help him. I said, how's business going? Because for me, I want to know. Yes. He said, well, you know how we were talking about 15 months ago? Yep, sure. You know how we um, we built that new web page? Yep, no dramas. Yep. Excuse me. He, um, he created a video, which I had some um, input into. He actually said in, in October... Yep. He had a 300% growth yeah. year on year, October yep. to October. And in November... Last month? Last month, a 400% growth. Yeah. Four times yeah. his previous best ever November. People, that's what innovation is. That's My what word. thinking different is. If we don't change, My word. we are fighting for the crumbs. And we don't want to be doing that. Yes. There you go. So, um, John, I thank you for coming in today. Mm-hmm. It's been a blast. This is our first one. Yeah, it's crazy. You know, we thought we'd give it a bit of a test run. Let you know, I wanted people to hear you. I think you're absolutely amazing. Um, and vice versa, buddy. I love, I love your rawness. I love how you just make shit happen. Mm. You know, a lot of people are paying attention. You know, mm-hmm. you've you've fought through the haters. Mm. Um, you're doing amazing things. You know, thank and you. And I look up to a lot of things you do. Oh, look, it's it's, it's mutual respect here. And yeah. look, I'll say this: you know, you're the second person ever in here. Um, I I can't wait to bring I can't to bring wait to bring us out more. So I, I can't wait to bring someone else in here and, and yeah, we'll do tease that. tease out what they're doing and what they can do and their brilliance. We have got amazing people in the NT. We do. We've got to shine. We've got to shine. The NT's got to shine. And that's what we're here for. Absolutely. There it is. That's the first one, I there, think. There, I think that's the first one. 46 minutes in, I think, or roughly. There it is. All right, guys. Well, thanks for um, listening, I guess, and uh, we'll bring you a lot more, a lot more guests. Uh, we're going to rip this shit up. Absolutely. We're going to bring the shit down. We want to give you value. Yeah. We want to give you value to yeah. win. And, you know, it's not all about business because what you find is the business thinking, the psychology that sits behind it actually works for individually. When I was a runner, not doing business... Mm-hmm. It's the psychology that led towards success. Yeah. And that's what we need to inspire in people. Because when we inspire that in individuals... It's, it's amazing. It's amazing. Yes. It's just amazing. Yeah, absolutely. Well, there it is. So um, it's over and out for now. And we'll catch you on the next episode. And we're going to name it something else. Because I don't like keeping up with Kafka's. Um, just name it something else. Ah, we'll come up with something. We'll come up with something. All right, over and out. See you okay, guys. Cheers.